It might surprise you. They might. Get, get visited by some, some fairies overnight. I would, please, I will sacrifice my firstborn. <laughs> There, there you go, Emma. <laughs> Good luck. Jeez. Now, now you have to leave it in here because she yeah. does listen to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I might give her some issues there like our father. <laughs> he just, what she calls me, too. She's like, father. <laughs> Every time she talks to me, father, what are you doing? And that's what you're going to hear. You're just going to come home one day and be like, father. I heard you were going to sacrifice me. She's standing there with a machete. <laughs> that would be correct, child. He would be the proudest poppy in the whole world at that moment. I would be. I would be like, all right. The last thing you do before she sacrifices you to the old gods. Yeah. <laughs> I'd die with a thumbs up. <laughs> I always knew you'd be strong. (laughs) All right. Well, are we ready to get started? Si, senor. Hey everybody! <laughs> <laughs> kind of startled me. <laughs> right, your eyebrows went up. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I guess because the last few times you're like, "Hello, everyone, and welcome." <laughs> like, however, you do it. <laughs> Trying to be more upbeat. Nice. All right, I'm ready this time. All right. Hiya, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of The Paranormal Minds of JST. We sure are happy that you're here, and we sure do hope you liked tonight's episode. I'm your host, Shane, and joined by my BFFs, my life partners in a hetero way, Joshua (laughs) and Tommy. Hi! How you doing? And I'm going to drop the upbeatness because we're going to share a dark tale tonight. Oh, no. I need somebody open a fire. (laughs) Open a fire? Huh? Listen. Listen. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) We have electronics. We have to open the fire. If you build a fire in front of you, it's going to burn your house out. Gotcha. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tonight, we will be discussing the Carter Brothers. So, last time I hosted, I brought us down to Slidell, Louisiana, and I did not venture far from there this time. Uh, only about 35 miles away, and whatever you may call it, NOLA, Nolens, the Big Easy, the one, the only, New Orleans. So it was in the 1930s. John and Wayne Carter were living their best life, working the docks to pay the bills and in, in their shared home, located at the corner of Royal and St. Anne Street. When they weren't hard at work loading and unloading fish off of barges, they were busy hunting, kidnapping, and draining the blood of unlucky New Orleans residents. That's right, the Carter brothers were vampires. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> so, everything was going fine until the brothers got a little sloppy. They, they took their time with a few victims. They cut their wrists and would slowly drain the blood from them. When they had their fill, they would just bandage the wrist up and leave them tied up in their home for later. So this was fine until one day while John and Wayne were off at work down at the docks, a young girl broke free and escaped. The girl was found wandering down Royal Street, uh, was found by the police, and she was covered in blood. The police took her to the hospital, but not before getting the location from her from which she escaped. So the police went to the Carter home to discover about 15 people, most of which were dead and bloodless, wrapped in sheets and scattered about, but none of them dated more than a few days old. So they had only been there a few days. There were about four or five people still alive, but their wrists were slit and they were bandaged up and tied to chairs and such to keep them from escaping. So the police saved who they could and decided to wait for the Carter brothers to return. So they knew who they were. They knew they were working at the docks. But they're like, nah, it'd be better if we wait here. So when John and Wayne returned to their residence, uh, they were surprised to see the group of police ready to take them into custody. So depending on where you read this story, the number of police ranges from four to eight. Some say four, some say eight, some say six or seven. But uh, all the consistent... From everything I read, it was pretty consistent that it was four or more. Now, uh, the, Carter, the Carter brothers easily fought them off and escaped. Now, here's, here's a good thing to note here, is that the Carters were smaller in stature. They're said to be around five and a half feet tall and around 160 pounds apiece. So I only bring that up because, yeah, fighting off eight officers is certainly impressive for that size, but for that size, fighting off four is still pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so they fought these officers off. They jumped out of the window, and they escaped into the night. So in, end of the story, right? They, they moved to another city, they changed their names, and started killing again and were more careful. That's what you would think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You would think? <laughs> no, that's not right. These fools went to work the next day. Nice. <laughs> Bill's got to get make paid, that money. <laughs> oh, yeah, effing geniuses. Well, of course, word got to the police that they were there, and this time the police were smart enough to bring like the whole damn department. They're like, all right, they're not fighting us off this time. 
So <laughs> they did take the Carter brothers into custody and instantly admitted that, yeah, they were vampires. Uh, like, of course, they're questioning them, like, what are you doing with these bodies? What's going on? Like, yeah, we're vampires. We drink their blood. Big whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Damn. <laughs> so they were, they were thrown in jail for a little bit and, of course, executed. Uh, for those that are just listening to the audio, there are quotes around executed. I don't know how to relay that just in words. Quote, I guess you got to say quote. Quote, executed. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brain's not firing on all cylinders tonight, apparently. It's been a long day and he has no money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so since this was in the 30s, I, I went ahead and did some research because most of the stories just say they were executed. So just a little bit of history on it. Uh, the state of Louisiana did not switch to electric executions until the 1940s. So during the 30s, they were still hanging people. Uh, there was some experimentation with some gas before that, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they were hanging people in the state of Louisiana. So anyways, the Carters were buried in their family vault, you know, a little mausoleum over in the cemetery, and uh, you know, some years go by, and another member of the Carter family died. So they opened it up to pop in the latest dead member of the Carter family, and John and Wayne were gone. Their bodies were no longer in the vault. Uh, they couldn't make any sense of it. There were no trace of anything they could find on why the bodies would have been removed and where they had went. So, pretty fun stuff. Uh, they are still, depending on who you talk to in the city, um, some people say they still see them roaming around. Uh, maybe they are sneaky in normal vampire fashion and not working a job at the docks and uh, just living in the darkness. Their, their home is still there, has had numerous residents throughout the years. A lot of them move out. Uh, reporting that, yeah, they come back all the time. And we can't live here with vampires just popping up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, what what do you guys think about the the Carter brothers? I got to say, if you say there were about 15 people in there and only, would you say, about four, five of them were still alive, Mm -hmm. maybe. The other ones were bled out. That's a lot of blood to go through for a legitimate human to go through. Because mm. I think if we drink, what is it, a pint of blood? Like, it'll make us sick. Like, we'll throw it back up, mm. if I'm not mistaken. That's a lot of blood to go through. Yeah. You would definitely be chock full of iron and stuff. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not surprising. You know, New Orleans is very well known for... Uh, vampires and vampire activity you know um, I think that's even why Anne Rice wrote um, you know uh, Interview with a Vampire you know basing it out of New Orleans mm-hmm. there's a nunnery there um, that believe that is believed to house vampires and supposedly there's Im- images of vampires leaving the roof of this nunnery and I know a while back, didn't um, Tommy? I believe you spoke on a Count de Saint Germain. Yeah. Didn't he end up leaving in Louisiana as well? No, that that guy turned out to not be um, 
He was just using the name. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Just using the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> air quotes, air quotes, everybody. <laughs> Beyond the the few years well you said people said they were coming back to the house. Mm-hmm. Does did anybody get killed? No. Uh from there it becomes very story driven. Like uh there, there are certain stories out there that be like, yeah, they keep killing people, and you know it's just getting hidden, which you know is possible that mm, it's just yeah. getting brushed under the rug. Um, some stories were interesting that the survivors that left their apartment and were saved all went nuts, like batshit insane. Like one of them went on a uh, a murder spree and killed you know a ton of people, and what he would do is take their body and dissolve in acid. Uh, another one like willingly checked her in to a psychiatric uh, hospital to get a lobotomy, like wanted it, like give this to me. Damn. Yeah. I, so there's tons of stories, but I, I tried to stick with, you know, the consistencies. Hey, I could say at that time, uh, <laughs> on, across all the stories, all of this stuff pretty much matched up. Uh, so depending on who you ask, sorry for such a long answer, but, uh, some will say, yes, there's, definitely bodies that keep popping up from them and others are like no they're not yeah i think tommy talked about it in his vampire episode like don't don't vampires have the ability to like um manipulate mentally people like to do their bidding in a way Uh, that is one theory i mean you see that uh in counts of dracula where you know he could look into your eyes or do something and Essentially, be like, come with me, and you'll go with them. Um, but <clears throat> as far as like outside of tales, I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can actually do. Of course, you, you know, we're basing it off a of vampire, so everything's pretty much a quote unquote tale. You know, this is the show of air quotes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I mean, if let's just say that that is the case, mm. and, and then maybe we don't write off those other instances of the guy like going around going crazy and melting people with acid, or mm. the lady wanting a lobotomy. Mm. Well, like she mm. may have been doing things that she didn't say anything about. You mm. know, there's got to be a reason she wanted the lobotomy. Mm. All right, and that may have been her only way of like get these get him out of my head or get them out of my head um yeah kind of thing no that's that's pretty good because i would even explain yeah the guy killing people it's like just an outlet like ah, i'll make it stop make it stop yeah um and it kind of makes sense because if they were still the uh, victims that got away if they were still being monitored and you know, watched by the police to see if they were going to come back. It, it makes sense to make them go crazy so they think the trail is cold. Yeah. yeah. If they pop back up and killed them in vampire fashion, they're like, God, man, it's the Carter brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, right. not to be a rain on the parade type guy, but we can't rule out, like, even, like, the lady going to get the lobotomy. Now, the dude who killed all those people, that's just weird. But, uh... The lady going to get a lobotomy, 
she probably could actually be experiencing a type of PTSD so bad that she just wants to forget about the whole ordeal. You know. Yeah, or we could say that, say that, or if she had schizophrenia, yeah, you know, it could be any of that. But yeah, now yeah. the guy could be. just killing people and dissolving their bodies—that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, is he trying to find? Does he see everybody he killed as a vampire? Maybe yeah. you did this. It could be. So you talked about talking on the hypnosis. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. And it's like, it is. It's just tales. But you right. know, with vampires, it's really hard to pin anything down. Mm. Even though we we know they're effing out there because they've been. Yeah, sorry. Somebody got shot outside my house. Uh, <laughs> Happens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> what does it say? Oh, well, like, we know they exist because every culture, every country has some version of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's tale. And another common tale of it is they can't go out in the sun, which I know we mm-hmm. talked about on the general vampire discussion. But what struck me odd with these guys, the Carters, is they they worked in the day. They were out in the sun, working the docks, interacting with people, very uncharacteristic for a vampire, at least from the stories. And yeah. that that makes me wonder, you know, how much of the tales are actually true. If these were actual vampires, I mean, we have graves that are missing their bodies, execution by by hanging, which, you know, I'm sure a vampire could fake through that. If they truly are immortal, like, oh, they're dead. Lock them up. Mm-hmm. And they obviously didn't have a lot of fear if they escaped the cops from their residence. It wasn't like a hidden basement or anything and just went back to work the next day. Right. Uh, so kind of rambled with it there, but the whole sunlight thing, it's like, what's going on there? Well, of course, according to Bram uh, Stoker's Dracula, now Dracula can walk out in the daylight, but his um I guess I don't want to say minions, but the people he turned into vampires could not see daylight. So <clears throat> I don't know if that might play into some form uh, like see, and Dracula's such a weird story for me because we we know it's based on Vlad the Impaler, right? Part based on Vlad the Impaler, part based on uh, Elizabeth Bathory. Okay, that's right. Mm. <clears throat> but neither one of them were vampires, right? No, no. So it, it's hard to reference Dracula without being like, man, this is like completely fictitious. Mm. Now, Elizabeth Bathory did bathe, and I think she would drink... Um the blood but she would bathe in the blood of her servant uh girls they had to be virgins though like she would i think if i'm not mistaken she would inspect to make sure they were virgins and then you know bathe in their blood oh so dracula was written shit long time ago Mm. and probably the og vampire story so we can say all of the Anne Rice and everything from there kind of took 
what was said there about Dracula. So the sun, the garlic, the steaks, you know, all of that stuff. Well, of course, some of it was pulled from um, actual uh, myth and legend from Romanian stuff, like the stake through the heart and garlic and stuff. Um, you even had, of course, in that one tale about the girl where they took the heart out, um, essentially set it on fire, burnt it, put it in coffee or a drink or tea, and uh, the dad had to drink it, you know. So... Uh, those myths did, still existed, but they yeah, had daylight and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's this whole time they've been walking around in the day. Mm-hmm. Could be. We yeah. were just... See, my take on that is there's a lot of hoodoo, voodoo stuff practice in Louisiana. And who's to say they didn't find a witch doctor down there or you know, a voodoo, you know, priestess or something that gave them the ability to be in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Or one to turn them into vampires. It could have been the one that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always took Dracula, going back on that, and the ability, his ability to be in the sun was because he was supposedly, like, the original mm-hmm. vampire, right? Yeah. That was basically... Now, his powers were waned, so he wasn't at, like, mm-hmm. full strength. But he could walk in the sunlight, right? Um, I think uh, that original vampire, because uh, Anne Rice did that as well with uh, what Akasha. I think she yeah. she could be out in the sunlight as well. Yeah, she was a queen, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. She was. Mm-hmm. She was the one from the movie, the Queen of the Damned. Yeah. She was so fine. Oh my god, <laughs> she was so fine. I know. Can you believe she's been dead? Like the girl that played her, of course, been dead for like what? Like well, it's been a long, yeah, it's been a long been time. Like twenty years, isn't it? So just these guys specifically. So you you had mentioned right at the beginning, Josh, that that's a lot of blood for just normal people to drink. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like a lot for a vampire to drink as well. Yeah. And especially that they were milking it. So the the other, the already dead bodies didn't know much if they had just been drain drained mm. uh, or if they had the whole slow wristlet thing. But at least the five people that were alive, they were doing it slowly. <clears throat> what do you well, think would have made them binge like that? Well, why, why do alcoholics drink like two 24 packs? Yeah. Maybe there's something that blood does to vampires, like alcohol or, you know, some other substance like that does for us. Yeah. I mean, you always hear about it being, give them that rush of fresh energy right off the bat. Maybe, maybe you're not far off. Did it say how long they were thought to be vampires? Or was this like a. A new thing. Yeah, no no one suspected it until it went down. Because, you know, they're working down at the docks and people knew who they were. And... So that makes me kind of believe that maybe, maybe they were new vampires. And maybe they have that, that first thirst, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I could see that and get turned and you try one. It's like, oh snap! Yeah, let's get another and yeah, 
got too hasty, kidnapped 15 people, and that's why they were trying to, like, oh, man, let's let's keep these alive for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of burn through those first 10. Plus, apparently, <laughs> you got to pack your lunch for work. I mean, so. <laughs> uh, no empathy. I'm sorry, guys. These people, I feel bad for them. And I empathize with them. I'm glad I live 200 miles away. Well, you going to slap the crap out of me? No, no. I think God is going to strike you with lightning. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for the slap the crap out of me. No, no, no. I'm kidding. Uh, The the internet has changed me. The internet is for porn. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know if y'all know that. That's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... I wonder what the possibility is. So some of the folklore with vampires is if you drink the the last drop of a human, death sucks the vampire in with them, right? So of all those bodies, what do you think the possibility is there was a third one, right? So the Carters had a friend, and 15, you know, that's five apiece. That makes a little more sense. It's a little more, you know, manageable for a few days. And maybe their friend took the last drop and died. And the Carters freaked out. And that's why they switched to drinking slowly through the slit wrists. Mm. Yeah, that sounds yeah. reasonable. Here's an, you ain't getting me, Death. Here's another thing. Now, just hear me out, because this is going to be wild and crazy and out there. What if they were blood dealers? I mean, you are in Louisiana. That's, that's human blood would probably go a long ways and get you a lot of money. Well, I mean, I was talking about like you know with uh, other vampires. Same, same idea. Mm. You know. So they're taking people, like filling up bags and selling bags of blood to vampires. Why not? So there's like some lazy fat ass vampires out there. It's like <laughs> brings me my my blood. Well, I mean, what if it's one thing where like a few people just go missing? Every other week, you know, probably prostitutes, runaways, people like that, you know, the less dead people who essentially in that society, no one's going to care about or miss, right? File a report. I hate to say it like this, maybe even people on the, um, as they put it, the opposite side of the track, you know, and the uh, more um, marginalized. The less, yeah. The less desirables. Yeah, well, I was going to. I was going to say people in, especially in uh, the the black communities and the uh, Haitian communities and places like that, you know, mm. um, especially during that time period. Uh, and if you have, let's say there's 30 or even 40 vampires in a city, I mean, 30 or 40 people going missing at one time, even regardless if it's just those communities, that's going to, you know draw some heads so you have some people they kidnap some people maybe not even from the city maybe they go out to Slidell or you know other places Baton Rouge and all that out into the swamps grab somebody bring them back slowly drain them blood replenishes itself after a little while you know give them some orange juice and a cookie and uh this is where lifeblood started, huh? 
Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so uh, maybe it's the Carter brothers that started it. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you think about it for a vampire, that would be like perfect. You know, you don't have to worry about people hunting you because everybody's coming to you to give blood, you know? And mm. do you ever keep track of where your blood is going? I watch mine precisely. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Boy. Did Lifeblood really not start till 1996? That doesn't make sense. Maybe it was something else. What? Really? That is wild. What? The thing. Was that it? Is, see, I feel like life, Lifeblood's been a thing my whole life. Yes, it has. I remember seeing the little trailers back when we were in school, yeah. like grade school. Really? Yeah. It didn't start till 1996? Was it something else before then? Like, dude, I don't know. We we're in a different, funky timeline, man. Life blood did not come out in '96. <laughs> Maybe it was called something else. Uh... Well, shit. If it's ran by vampires, it makes sense. Change their name, start up a new company every every you know, thirty years or so. Yeah. History of blood banking. Oh. <laughs> nice. So, apparently, e Egyptians used bleeding, of course. Uh, Dracula by Irish Arthur, uh, author. Uh, Bram Stoker is published. And bloodletting up until the late 1800s. Transfusion started back in 1492. Uh, but lifeblood didn't start till 1996. Blood? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Blood donor service established in London in 1922. So, uh, so they did Red Cross, uh, Red, uh, Red Cross, uh, organized blood and plasma during the war efforts, uh, and that was in 1941. Uh, they developed the development of plastic bags in 1948. America's Blood Centers founded in 1962. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So you're looking at probably the first blood drive. You're looking at about 1922. So you said 1940s is where the blood bank started in America. Oh, 1962. Oh, uh, yeah, that's when America's Blood Centers founded. So is in 1962. Yeah. Yeah, it still could be the Carters. They were experimenting, and then they would have disappeared from their graves right at like 1940. Ran around doing that and then started up the blood banks and and even just to seem legitimate because I they don't they don't pay you for blood donations right mm -hmm. you know the, you, so yeah, get like a t shirt or right cookie and so there's not really much of a paper trail if you wanted there to not be one and how come we always have a shortage I so they're they're taking off the top they're like yeah we're gonna give some blood to the hospitals but. Maybe like a 60% ends up for the humans and they take the 40 
to not be greedy. Yeah. I feel like this center's like Blade World. I know that this is yeah. something that Blade would deal with. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, um, what was that movie? Um, where they were doing something like that and they were using blood banks. Was that oh, Underworld? Wayne's World. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't remember blood banks in Wayne's World. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. What? There was a vampire sub? Oh, bye. I would actually I love to see Wayne and Garth battling vampires. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. All right, so maybe yeah, I guess that checks out. And do you do you guys think they're still around New Orleans? Do you think these sightings are legitimate at all? I would say yes, because um, they they have no real reason to leave. So. Stay where you know, you know. Um, yeah. What are you talking about? They're, they're working at the docks. <laughs> they're still like, nope, <laughs> we're devoted. Yeah. I, with labor shortage these days, the, the employers are probably like, look, I don't care if you're a vampire. Just don't kill the other workers. Show up on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't show the other members that you drink out of a drink of blood out of a thermos. Like, <laughs> oh man! But the doc thing and the timeline that Tommy was talking about with the um the blood thing starting in 1922 and then something in 1941 overseas. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they were shipping this blood out. Yeah, I mean they they were. They're obviously, in my opinion, vampires. Four to eight people. You took them on, no problems, and got away. Oh, I hate to say that Tommy's theory makes a lot of sense now because of that. (laughs) Because we're like, these dudes are idiots. They showed up to work. But if they had a quota to fill and they had to absolutely get the blood out, it makes sense. They're like, if I don't get this over to Dracula Jr., he's going to come over and kill both of us. (laughs) Right, and that may have been the fate fate worse than I, the cops catching them, you know. That's why they're like, yeah, we're vampires, take us away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Plus, they get, you know, executed, quote unquote, and then they just come back and just like, oh, everybody thinks we're dead. Yeah. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and then they stay under the radar. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So the other vampires are like, all right, they're gone. They're still in debt, but whatever. And they're good. Yeah. They're out there living their best life on cow's blood. You know, who knows? (laughs) Damn it. That makes too much sense. (laughs) Damn you, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) He's going off the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Just the facts. Okay, so yeah, that that makes all the bodies make sense. Going to work, trying to find a hole. I can't, I can't let you have it, Tommy. 
Uh, <laughs> shit, I can't find one. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't explain the people going crazy later in the days and 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 saying that these people are visiting. All right. So the- why why would they go back to the exact house? Like, was it something about that house? Maybe it's just yeah, nostalgia. Like, man. I mean, how long has the house been in their family? I mean, if you could, you know, essentially live forever and you got ran off because, you know, you might have got a little zealous and forgot to strap that one woman down. Okay, that just sounds bad. But, and then you come back years later and there's people living in your house. How would you feel? Yeah, makes sense. And maybe that's why they pop up to keep scaring them away and hoping that eventually it'll be vacant. But... It's New Orleans. Somebody is always going to move into it. Right. And it's a very real place. Like, you can find pictures of it. Uh, I'm trying to remember the the intersection. What did I say? It was St. Anne and Royal. So that's that's right there on the French Quarter, I believe. Oh, an expensive part of town. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's expensive to live there. Not not in the French Quarter. I don't know about the French Quarters. I actually, I thought my sister lived in the French Quarters. Maybe not. I'll have to ask her. Oh, yeah. I know she lived in New Orleans. So, so it's fine. I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, it is. It's right there. But it's right next door to the New Orleans Vampire Cafe. And then on the other <laughs> side of it is Boutique du Vampire. Nice. Oh, they know what's up. And just a block away from one of their really big historic cemeteries. So maybe maybe they're posted up in a mausoleum over there. And every once in a while, it's like, let's scare them out of our old house. We'll at least have a couple hours to chill in a nice place. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stories. Make a trip to New Orleans. Oh yeah, dude. When I was there recently, I didn't tell you guys about this. It blew my mind. But all those old uh, cemeteries, you know, the really ancient ones, they don't let you into them unless you have a pre-assigned tour guide, and like they straight up have security posted at the gates of them. What? Yeah. I've never in my life seen that. When I went down, I was like, that's the one thing I want to do. It's free. I just pop in, look at some old old graves. No, not free. And it has to be a time that you you uh, reserve. What the fuck? That's crazy. Oh, I, I got one question. I'm sorry, not to interrupt. Why does Jackson Square on this Google map look like somebody hand drew it and looks like it's in a target for like a sniper rifle or for a bomb to land there it probably is I want to share that does look poorly drawn <laughs> do you see it Josh I want to share it no I'm not even looking it up uh, look at that <laughs> that's funny <laughs> sorry I didn't I didn't mean to break that up yeah. for that but <laughs> that was a take your kid to work day at google maps <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll let you draw this one. Oh, 
But, you know, I was talking about, yeah, there's all kinds of vampires in New Orleans and these guys specifically in the cemeteries. What if the vampires have come together and live in the mausoleums and pay security guards to guard them? I don't see why not. And they're predetermined tour guides that they've approved that it maybe are vampires themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You don't want to be bothered. All right. And I'd say it'd be horrible to live in a mausoleum, but if they've had a lot of time, man, you might open up the door and they got, you know, a nice, nice bed and flat screen TV and air conditioning. Yeah. It might be hooked up in there. Might be. Nice. I mean, run the power lines underground and all that, you know. All right. Nobody knows. Can you do that? Can you buy a plot and in a cemetery and put a mausoleum in there and then just like hang out in it? Or do you have to be dead? I mean, I'd eat it, but y'all probably won't. I don't know. Honestly. Josh talking about eating stuff. I know. <laughs> so Brittany's trying her hand at cooking on the grill. On a, like a more than just burgers. Mm-hmm. Mm. She we're cooking shish kebabs and she brought it in here. And the steak was rare. Like I told her, I would eat it, but oh, okay. the kids probably wanted a little more done. <laughs> right. It was good though. Sorry about that, by the way. That's all right. I'm I know old, I've been by this house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's right there by... Actually, mm-hmm. Tommy, when you and I were there, I guarantee we walked past it. We probably did. I, I guarantee it. I, you know... <sighs> I know because last time I was in New Orleans, I did the, uh, I think it was the Ghost City Tours in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we walked past it. They didn't mention anything about it. They uh, did mention a nunnery, and I can't remember exactly where that's at. I'm over here trying to find this nunnery and stuff. Um, But then, you know, we wound up at Lafayette's, which is haunted, and... um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Lava Reese. Lava Ray. Mm-hmm. Whatever her name is. Yeah. So. All right. Well. I guess that checks that out. You think they've turned any other people, or you think it's still just the Carter brothers running around as a duo? Ah. It seems to me that they weren't aiming to to turn other people. Mm. Not to leave them dead in their house and locking them down, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe not. Maybe not. So I know so, we speculated before the whole blood running thing that maybe they had just been turned. Do you still think that's the case? Or do you think they did just 
get unlucky for that one that got away. Well, that was definitely unlucky. No. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Mm. It seems frenzied to me. A lot of people within just a a few days, you had 15 people you Mm. basically kidnapped and murdered. Um, I I am remembering that right. Like it was just a matter of a couple days. Mm -hmm. It does seem frenzied. Then again does seem like they needed a bunch of blood really fucking quickly <laughs> to possibly sell it overseas or sell it you know period what what date do do you have a date on when that went down uh i don't remember an exact date i think mm. 1934 mm. was the year because I, I i don't know if like vampires celebrate a holiday you know, like their Thanksgiving. <laughs> Vampire Thanksgiving. It's right. <laughs> where they just eat way, way too much and sit around yeah. like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> they they watch vampire football. Um, <laughs> the fangs versus the bats every year. I mean, on ES- ESPNV. Yeah. So <laughs> then you got crazy Uncle Lester over there talking about how back in his day, you know, you didn't have to hide. You were feared. <laughs> so <laughs> he walked 430 miles one direction in the snow mm-hmm. barefoot. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> and all he had to eat was squirrel blood. You don't know. There were no people around. That was a caveman. <laughs> Aunt Marie's over there. I knew Dracula once. He was such a sweet, sweet man. You know, he did have that rough around the edge type deal, but once you got past that, he was nothing but butter. <laughs> Your Thanksgivings must go a lot different than, than mine do. No, now I'm fucking curious as to how your Thanksgivings go. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's over there like, we got pow, pow, pow. We oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I say, Uncle Lester and Aunt Marie aren't that calm. <laughs> <laughs> One's on, on meth and, you know, the other is drunk out of his mind. And they're fighting over who gets custody over a... Uh... Wait. Yeah. Anyway. Not gonna get into my <laughs> Uncle Lester's business. <laughs> That's too funny. Old Uncle Lester. Getting after it. <laughs> well I think we came to a conclusion on that quicker than we usually do. Yeah. And it wasn't that even was me. That was y'all's combined detective work. Good job. Nice. This is my good job thumbs up. <laughs> now the question is, is how long do we live after we exposed it? Maybe. They'll find us like, hey, that was cunning, and we need some more blood runners. We'll turn you. I'm down. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'll sign up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I am down. 
<laughs> Especially if you can still go out in the daylight. That that was always my only holdup. Like, man, I don't want to hide and constantly. But shit, if I can walk in the daylight, right. 100%. Yeah. I have no reports, re- <laughs> remorse drinking some people. <laughs> right. Are you in, Tommy? Yeah. I'm in. And we can we can podcast about our adventures, you know, the the vampire minds. <laughs> <laughs> the vampire minds of JST. Oh. I, I am going to be extra and wear the the little frilly old school vampire outfits, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Have like that metal thing with like the the cape and the Yep. Yep. You know. Uh. Well, cool. Well, I guess let's jump into the final thoughts if we don't have anything else. I was just going to bring up, like, for our skeptics about just saying, do you think that there's a strong possibility that both of them are psychotic serial killers in general? Not like actual vampires, but just psychotic serial killers. Yeah. Just to go back to Josh's first point, though, about them drinking the blood. So, obviously, they couldn't do that. What were they doing with the blood, then, if they were just killers? Because I don't believe they had... They couldn't have just poured it down a sink or something, right? I mean, they could have. Yeah, they had indoor plumbing. (laughs) They're just like, I got jars of blood. I got (laughs) jars of blood. (laughs) (laughs) open a pantry and it's just jars of blood <laughs> what if they knew like types of course that, I don't think they knew blood types back then really uh, So they did by taste they did by taste Like it's, it's a little bitter it's a little bitter that's a negative tasting blood oh well <laughs> that's well. wild because they probably could right and then you're going to have preferences <laughs> like I only drink O negative uh, you know it's like oh man I'm screwed <laughs> nice I have no idea what my blood type is I don't know what mine is either the only reason I found out was because I went to a blood drive at the school and they took a sample and they're like do you know what type of blood you are I'm like no they're like okay we can find out and they put it on this little thing and it changes the color depending on you know what type it is Um, and mine was O negative Nice. I think that's what my sister's is. Isn't it like compatible with all bloods? Isn't that right? Yeah, I'm a universal donor. So they keep yeah. bombarding me with phone calls and texts and emails and all this other stuff. Hmm. Give us your blood. <laughs> For the fine dining experience, <laughs> this is Tomas Eric Green. The oh. finest Mississippi has to offer. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Aged 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> 42 uh, I was bring that down to closer 60s 60s you got that old man blood it's 78 and a half damn <laughs> so I must have a bad blood type because I, I gave blood I guess about 4 or 5 years ago and they never called emailed texted anything again <laughs> throw that shit in the garbage <laughs> They're like, this isn't even blood. What, what is this? <laughs> is, is that is whiskey? What is this? 
whiskey mixed with peanut butter. Uh, something's going on here. <laughs> nice. That's why your heart was having hard, such a hard time pumping it. <laughs> Full of peanut butter. Was it the crunchy type at least? Oh, right. <laughs> That's why every once in a while I got hit my chest, get that, that peanut unlodged. Yeah, mm. it's just stuck in the valve. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man <laughs> that's pretty good oh. oh man so did you want to do final thoughts oh yeah completely forgot I said that <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to get the serial killer thing out yeah. and out oh. of the way you know well, it's a possibility it's a possibility everything always is yeah yeah, yeah. It could be the Honey Island Swamp Monster was in there, just, you know. Right, right. They're all chummy. Oh. <laughs> Shane, just, just to let you know, me and Paige talked about the aquatic Sasquatch. And, you know, the belief is that Sasquatch comes from other planets, so therefore the aquatic Sasquatch would have to have a type of tail to swim, therefore making it a mermaid alien. Nope. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> Immediate dismissal. <laughs> he went and bought some flippers from the Kmart. <laughs> and a snorkel. <laughs> he get the bathing suit too. I like to think he's in a two piece. Oh, that's definitely a two piece. <laughs> oh, you think I'm at it too hard, Tommy's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Anyway, so I guess back to <laughs> Josh. You want to go first? Hey, yeah. Keep us on track. All right. Sorry, my eyes are so itchy. <sighs> Vampires. <clears throat> so yeah, I think I'm. I'm kind of right there on the on the fence of these guys actually possibly being vampires i do think they were running blood though i don't that's a lot of blood um i don't know how much blood is in the human body it's like 10 pints or something i think nine two liters or something i don't know what it is Mm. it's it's a lot for what it is um and i would imagine in those times especially in America and the Great Depression, times were hard, even for the vampires. So they'd have to run that blood, get that money. They needed that money. That's what—that's really why I believe, you know, <laughs> I don't think they're crazy. They went to work the next day. They're like, ah, we're fine. They don't know who we are. And it, they had that quota, like we, we said, they had to fill because there was a fate worse than going to prison mm. and uh, so yeah I think they were vampires that were running blood and may still be maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet and just be like everything Josh just said I agree with nice well thought out <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. 
<laughs> he did that back in school too, didn't he? Looking over at your your research papers, word for word. Yeah, mm-hmm. duh. God, yeah. I mean, uh, y'all know got how away stupid with it. I am. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna say yeah as well. I think uh, they they probably got mixed up in something. Why they were under the radar for so long. Uh, I'm just going to assume they were vampires longer than that few days. Uh, yeah. And that they did. They lost a poker game with a powerful vampire, you know, something to that effect. And they had to get more. And uh, that was a beautiful point with the why did they go to work? And you're saying, yeah, they had that quota to fill. They were using the barges, they were hiding bags and fish, you know, and mm. getting it where it needed to go. And that was the big mis missing piece of the puzzle for me at the beginning and that that checks out that makes sense and maybe they knew they were going to get caught it's like as long as this gets out there we're fine what are you going to do to us human you know yeah uh, you're going to hang us you're going to put it us put us in there and then we get to go under the radar after that mm-hmm. so they knew it was the get out of jail free card and restarting yeah. and <clears throat> Just a step further, maybe it is. Maybe there is a big hub down there for blood running. Maybe it is uh, for more parts of the country now. You know, New New Orleans is pretty crime-ridden at this point, and there is a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of murders. Who's to say some of them aren't these guys? Right. And for the cemeteries to have security, I, I'm sorry, that it still blows me away seeing that. And that, yeah. that kind of makes me think, well, maybe there is something going on there. And that's their headquarters now, because uh, that's been recent years. Uh, you know, I know I mentioned earlier, Tommy and I went. Man, it's been eight, nine years or something. It was a long time it's ago. Been a while. But we were able to go into the cemeteries then. Yeah, in fact, uh, what we left our hotel, walked God knows how many miles, wound up in a cemetery, and. Just walking through the cemetery while another tour group was just uh, doing their thing, you know. Yeah, and they've always had the tours, but for them to like lock them down now is wild. Uh, I I wonder. I know they had a rash of break-ins and vandal, you know, vandalizations. Vandalizations is that a word? That's vandalism. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A lot of vandalism and stuff. I, so no, it's vampires. Well, yep. I mean, I agree with you on that. <laughs> I mean, you use the vandalism as a curveler up. Yep, it's actually I vampires doing the vandalism. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like, "See, it happened. Shut it down." Mm-hmm. Yep, and they're in there just watching Netflix and draining humans and mm-hmm. running a pretty good business. What what do, what do you think their favorite like Netflix show is? My Little Pony. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah. It is. I don't know. It would probably be something silly like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just now catching up on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't miss my shows, man. <laughs> ah, good stuff. <laughs> well, everybody thanks for tuning in tonight and i uh, hope you enjoyed it we definitely enjoyed talking through it and enjoyed imagining you listening to us we all picture you out in like an audience like we're on a stage and uh actually i don't that's kind of weird but uh 
<laughs> we could do that one day if people would join our Patreon. Oh, yeah. A live podcast. And then you guys can throw tomatoes at Tommy. Yeah, we All will right. give you tomatoes, yeah. too. I mean. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and document it. We got to 150 Patreon subscribers. And we will do a live podcast and give everybody tomatoes to throw at Tommy. Sounds good. I'm down. Um, and Josh and Shane. we have to be able to keep the conversation going (laughs) Tommy's over there just a pile of tomatoes (laughs) and I think 150 that's realistic that's a good number Uh, yeah yeah Yeah. all right it's realistic so guys let's make it happen this is real you can hold us to it yeah and we'll poll the 150 on what subject they want us to talk about. Yeah. Or we just do it live. You know, like we're doing it live and just be like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? You know? No. <laughs> okay. Shut I'm up, just, tomato man. I'm just kidding. All right. You're the tomato man, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Thanks, thanks for proposing that, Tommy. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, we could even do a whole tour of it if we get 1,000. Well, let's start with the 150. I don't want to devote for no, past that yet. Well. <laughs> Especially, we might find out, found out that you're uh, topically allergic to tomatoes. I don't know. I love tomatoes. I love but eating tomatoes. Have you ever rubbed them on your skin? Well, I mean, I've never needed a reason to, but well, I mean, I feel like when I've cut them, you know, tomato juice has gotten on me. <laughs> Tommy's secretly in the bathroom like. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured the, the Goodbye Horses song. <laughs> would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. But it's tomato, so it's would you eat me? You're like making yourself oh, a sandwich. Yeah. You like dropping lettuce <laughs> on your head. <laughs> a loaf of bread comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Some onions. <sighs> All right, damn it. Trying to end this episode. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll be quiet. But anyway, yeah, do that on Patreon. Uh, something awesome to look forward to there. Uh, so we'll make that happen. Uh,. Other than that, drop us a like, subscribe to all social medias, uh, any social, uh, except that one we're banned from, Instagram, and uh, we'll play with other ones one day, like, what is it, Twoobble? Uh, It's X these days. Now the new one. Twoobble? Oh, that's Threads? Threads. Threads? Yeah. I can't keep up. Twoobble. We're old now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm uh, like, Twoobble, it was close. <laughs> well, what is it? You also got like Mastodon and Ma- Substack. Mastodon's and... a band, man. No, they have a they have a app called Mastodon. Like the band has a social media app? No, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's an a social media app called Mastodon. I would join it if the band Mastodon ran it. Josh has a question. Hang on. Yes, sir. Can we finish this episode? <laughs> okay, yeah, because I'm. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> all right, yeah, do all the social media stuff. Sign up on Patreon. Leave us a review. Uh, tell all your friends. Buy some merch on Etsy. It's cool merch. And join us next time and tell us what you think.
Thanks. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs>